My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and we're live with The Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a great show lined up for you. My name is Domini Drew. I am your host of this fantastic podcast, The Art of Attraction. I'm so glad that you were able to join me here. If you um, are new to the show, then by all means, welcome. Um, This is an incredible space where we explore uh, ourselves. We explore what it is that's really happening underneath the surface that's holding ourselves uh, back from what we want, holding us back from what we want. And, uh, you know, I uh, specialize in helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And the way I do that is really through, again, helping them see how they're holding themselves back from what they want. So the process is actually quite a bit the same. You know, most most men uh, come to me because they uh, are single and alone and they don't want to be. You know, they don't want to, um, uh, you know, to, to be alone anymore. They're afraid of ending up alone forever. Um, they, you know, they've, they're, you know, they're, they're unable to really um, uh operate with, you know, comfortably and confidently in their, in their dating lives. And a lot of times they don't know why, you know, they're like, I don't know, you know, the, it just doesn't seem to work or they always seem to leave, or I can't seem to attract the ones I want, or I always attract the wrong women over and over again. And, you know, what that tells me right away before I've even really spoken to anyone, um, for very long is there's something going on underneath the surface. Okay, there's something going on inside you that's keeping you from what you want. And that's the area where I specialize. And so it's really this incredibly powerful process of um, of discovering and uh, and eliminating permanently self-sabotage. Okay, particularly uh, in the area of dating. Um, But as I said earlier, you know, most guys come to me because they struggle in their dating lives. But I have you know, men in my program right now who, um, I have a client right now who I'm working with who hired me because he was unable to, um, to perform on stage. You know, he's a, he's a really talented musician and he was, he was struggling and he's like, I can't, you know, I can't get out of my head. I, I really need to, um, you know, to help to work through this because this is what I want more than anything else. And that's really where the work is, you know, whether you're a single man or, you're a performer or, you know, you're a businessman and you just can't get past that, um, that place in your business, you're not making enough money or you're um, working a job that you hate or whatever it is that you, where you feel constrained, you know, whatever it is where you feel like you're hitting a glass ceiling, you know, 
that is really the area where I specialize, okay? Because if there's ever a time like that, okay, not like, oh, you know, I, I, I wish I had, a, you know, I, I'm fine with my career, but I wish I had a different one. Like if there is something that you want that you don't have, then by definition, there's something that's stopping you from it, okay? Now, in my work, um, what you learn is to really trust that place. We look, at, we look really solidly at reality. Okay, what is actually happening? You know, you... Okay, we got a Skype call coming in. Hello, this is Dominique Drew with The Art of Attraction. Hey there, Dominique. This is, uh, this is Evan calling. I'm tuning in on your... I'm looking at your live right now and on Facebook. Hi there. What was your name, Evan? Yeah, this is Evan. Hi, Evan. Welcome. It, is it not live? I'm, I'm so thrown off by how this is happening. No, no, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, you're live. Mm-hmm. What can I help you with? Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I figured I'd, I'd tune in here and I guess, I guess more than anything, share my experience. Obviously, your headline about insecurity kind of caught my eye because I think more than every, anything, what I deal with and suffer from is is two pronged in that um, inwardly it manifests as insecurity, but outwardly I think people portray what I am as a full blown narcissist. And the reason people say that more than anything, I think it's because I know that I know everything. Like there's really not much for me to learn. Like I have, if people saw my grades, they saw how I did in high school in sports, they saw how much money I made. I mean, they would. Be, they just wouldn't be saying the things that they're saying, but I think it's their words that about what me about me that make me feel insecure when I know that I'm literally better than everybody. Like I, I'm superior. There's really not much for me to do. So I don't know. I, I was wondering if you could speak to that because it's it's kind of frustrated me more than anything because you know, like I know my self worth. I have the belief in myself. I know that. I'm unstoppable. I've, I've smashed through that glass ceiling. Like there's nothing left. Like I am the best. So I was wondering if you could maybe speak to that a little bit, like how everyone else could, could really start realizing just like what that is, because I I understand like most people don't deal with that, but you know, I, that's my reality. And I think that it'd be helpful if maybe you could shed some light on how others could start understanding just how great I am. (laughs) okay well so let's so let's start at uh let's actually start at the end and work backwards um you calling in to see how to fix everybody else is a losing game okay never anywhere on my Mm -hmm. podcast do i teach about how to fix everybody else do you know why because it's flat out factually impossible okay People aren't broken. People aren't seeing you a way that you're not. People are seeing you the way that you are. So what you're okay. saying, what you're saying is, uh, it's interesting. I used to have a little bit of, of this particular pattern as well. So the fact of the matter is that if you 100% thought that you were the best and had full and complete self-love, there would be no insecurity. Okay. Mm. So by definition, the fact that you're calling in means there is some self-doubt. Okay. okay. The, the sort of, um, exaggerated confidence that you're displaying here is what we call an overcompensation. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing that you are naturally a pretty confident person, that you're naturally fairly self-assured. 
Um, so th those are going to be your mm -hmm. core qualities, which means that nothing's ever going to strip those away. Okay. You can try and cover them up or things like that, but those are who you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. what's happening though, is you're naturally confident. And then when something comes in, let's say uh, an opinion of someone else, the people you're trying to fix are, uh, when they come in and they, uh, you know, point out something about you that makes you then feel insecure, you then overcompensate by getting even more, quote, confidence. And that's when confidence shifts from confidence uh, to arrogance. Yeah. Okay? okay. And it's just a defense like anything yeah. else. Okay. So it's, it's totally fine. Um, yeah. And so the insecurity, so, so it's, it's, do you suffer from loneliness? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've, I think I have plenty of friends. Mm -hmm. Do you feel enriched? Mm -hmm. Are you, are you easily um, and effortlessly intimate with people? Are you able to let people in? Like just relationally, like just mm -hmm. like friends or like yeah, emotionally. Do you mean like, like, okay. All of the uh, above. For the most part. Yeah. Okay. You feel nourished by your friendships? For the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Probably more on like the, the relation like just general platonic relationships over sexual i'm probably suffering more there than than anything quite honestly but platonically i i think i'm pretty good mm -hmm. and so what happens uh sexually roughly well nothing mm. literally it's probably the best way to put it yeah nothing as in you never get to that point or as when you get to that point it shuts down I never get to the point. So here's why I, why I ask. Um, there is a way in which you need to be connected to yourself in order to share intimacy with another person and feel it. Okay? In order to have real intimacy... Connected with, to myself, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Because intimacy is connection with the other. And in order to feel connection with the other you need to feel you need to be connected to yourself otherwise that's why people say things like i'll be in a crowded room and i still feel kind of empty or alone okay mm. um gotcha. the reason i ask yeah, I the reason i ask about that is in order to be intimate with someone there needs to be uh, an allowing for them to see you as who you are there's a vulnerability that's required Mm -hmm. And vulnerability is what I'm hearing lacking in your initial presenting complaint. Mm -hmm. I'm every, I'm yeah. amazing. What's wrong with everyone else for not seeing it? Right. Right. Yeah. I can see why you'd say that. Mm -hmm. And so that's okay. Again, everybody's got their defense structure. This just happens to be yours. That's fine. Um, What's important, though, and here's the rub of this, is if you stay in that type of thinking, you will stay with this pattern for the rest of your life. Mm. Because yeah, I, yeah. You're, you're blaming other people for what's happening with you. And when you do that, you're a victim. You're literally unable to fix it. You're on the call being like, I don't know what to do. Everyone's just blank. And, and, the, and you're going to stay that right. way as long as that's why the first thing I said was, you know, there is there is no, you know, better way to keep yourself where you are than to blame other people. And I mean, even a tiny bit. Because the extent to which you are unwilling to take responsibility for your life experience is the extent to which you are unable to fix it. 
Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. You know what you said about vulnerability that, that really stood out to me a lot. I think that, that I can see why that's an area of uh, weakness for me. And I think that, I think you're right. I think that is what has <sighs> held me back sexually just more than anything. You know, yeah. it's a uh, really, 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 really tough, you know, yes. out there. So Maybe I, I think it might be helpful because I just don't have as many people who are sharing those types of experiences. I think it might be helpful if maybe you share some experiences that have been similar for you and maybe relate and connect that to, to my uh, sexual experience or lack thereof. You know, uh, I think that might be um, a source of strength um, and encouragement for me during uh, during this time. I think that could that could help me out because I can see everything that you, you're saying. It definitely speaks to me, and I can see why you would say that. So. Um, that it, thank first of all, thank you. But again, we'd love to to hear from you. Yeah. So rather than that, because that feels a little bit like you kind of directing, which again is that little control piece there, just a little bit of subtlety there. Instead, I'm really intrigued by that deep breath you just took. You know, when the you deep first, breath I took. Mm-hmm, when you first started talking there, you went, yeah. That's the place of vulnerability where you let go. It, it, it's likely to be a little bit painful for you, Evan, because you're going to need to step back from is what you're doing is what we call the power mask, um, where it's like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm amazing. And, and you're, you're um, when you said it's really, really, really tough, I felt that. I felt those words. Yeah. What you're doing now is to protect yourself from feeling the pain of how tough that is. Right. That's the purpose of this pattern for you, of this defense structure sure. for you, right? right. So, um, so when you're able to embrace your vulnerability a bit more, okay, I'm going to call it being a bit more <laughs> real. And I don't mean anything insulting by that because I know you, you probably felt like you were being real, but you know, you're, you're confident, you're at a fairly advanced level. I'm going to take you one level higher, okay? And that is... Okay. Mm. Actually deeper rather than higher. Okay. Because the, that, that's sort of like an exterior, like a, um, yeah. like a shell or like a platform that you're up on. And the reason I asked if yeah. you suffer from loneliness is because that can often be a very lonely place. Oh, yeah. A very what? Sorry. A very lonely place. Uh, right. Yeah. Because you're up on a pedestal. You're, nobody's there with you. You just said, mm-hmm. I'm the very best. Man, you couldn't pay me enough to be the very best. That sounds terrible. I'd rather be happy. Mm. Is it possible to be happier when you know you're better than other people? Or like, and I don't mean that to be rude, but like literally if you're better at certain things than others, like think think about it like this way. Michael Jordan, Donald Trump, LeBron James, um, Serena Williams, the best of the best, these are the best athletes in the world, all of them, from LeBron to Trump to uh, Tiger Woods. What do they have in common? They're the best, right? So I know that they get some of their happiness from being the best athletes in the world. So is there a common, is there a connection there? Like, are they not happy? Or like, is like, break that down for me because that's what I'm looking for. Are you one of the best athletes in the world? No, but I'm one of the best, um, like I'm better at other things. What are you the best in the world at? I'm good at my job. What's your job? Well, I'm I'm looking 
I mean, I think more than anything, I have like a unique skill set. I'm, I'm exceptional at speaking. If you look me up, I mean, I, I, I've done quite a bit of, of speaking in my past. Are I've you the best in the world at it? Instruments like saxophone. Are you in the best sax um, player in the world? Yes. Really? I, I think so. Do other people look, think I mean, so? If you look me up, well, and I think more. Do what? Do other people think so? Have you gotten Grammys? Multiple Grammys? No, I have not gotten multiple Grammys. So I, I say this to, to, to point out to you, there's, there's some flaw in your thinking. I understand that you've got a really high self-value. I'm not going to lie. That's a yeah. great thing in this world. Okay? But yeah. you haven't told me, because if you were the best in the world at something, you would say what it was pretty quickly. If I speak to Serena Williams, I say, hey, girl, what are you the best in the world at? She's not going to hesitate before she does tennis. You had to think. So right. maybe, okay, and this is great because this is a more complex form of insecurity, okay, um, because you have that, uh, that compensation, right? So when you, so, so maybe, maybe, even if you weren't the best in the world, like Michael Jordan and Serena Williams, and I'm going to take Trump right out of that list, and LeBron James, people who make a difference, right? Who, uh, who literally are the absolute best in the world at their game. Now, even if you weren't one of those people, what if you were fantastic and important and special just the way you are, whether you're the best in the world at something or not? It's breaking up that last part. Can you say that one more time? I'm sorry. What if you were just good enough just fantastic, wonderful, special, exactly the way you are, whether you're the best in the world at something or not. Yeah. What if you were okay no, what just saying. the way you are? So even though you're coming across as I'm better than all of you, which again is a defense, my friend, because better has no meaning in this world. It's subjective. It's objectively meaningless. Right. Better than whom? You're not better than Michael Jordan at basketball. You're not better than I am at this. You're not better than Serena Williams at tennis. So, you know, what if you didn't need to be the best to have value, to be good enough? Mm. You're saying we derived our value out of who we are versus what we do. And out of our being, we then approach everything in life with a newfound sense of purpose and, and strength, knowing that we are who we say we are, not what we do. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying practice self-love for who you genuinely are, not who you feel you need to be in order to step on others and boost yourself up, right? That there is yeah. no up to boost yourself. What if you loved yourself exactly as you are? And I mean self-love, not accolades. Not pretending, because there's a little, I'm going to use this word and I do it very, very gently and, and without judgment, there's, there's um, little delusional thinking in some ways, um, as pointed out by what you said about, oh, I'm, I'm definitely the best in the world, but like not at anything. Use, instead mm -hmm. of the sort of forcing the self-confidence, can you feel how there's like a forcefulness? Tell me I'm better. I'm just better. If, if it were something you genuinely believed, Angel, you wouldn't need to have force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would look right. inward yeah. and I would practice softening. Yeah. Okay. Relax softening. your belly. 
Let yourself come down relax your body belly. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm relaxing my belly. Mm-hmm. Let your breathing deepen a little bit. Explore who you are now. And see if you can find the great things. I'm really good at my job. That's good. Lots of people are terrible yeah. at their jobs. That's a solid thing. You don't need to be yeah. the very best in the world at whatever you do. You can be. That's mm. certainly a goal. Some people are the best in the world at what they do. It's okay if you're not there yet. You can still be mm-hmm. really, really good at what you do. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. are the best in the world at what they do and really shitty people. Yeah. Is that who you want? That's to be? what I want. That's what you want to be? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> I'm just messing with no. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so be, be aware of what you think you mean. Not what it mm. means, because as soon as I said, mm. you know, try this, you said, are you saying that we do this and people do that? Be aware of the vague language. Speak about yourself and yourself only. Okay. You said I'm the best in the world at everything. I will tell you here and now you're not better at what I do than I am because there's a handful of people in the world who do what I do. Um, it's just not super common. That's okay. I don't think anybody's the you best mean in the, the world. The speaking and the, uh, speaking the... is how I get it out. Mm-hmm. But the process work, this process of, you know, becoming who you are in an authentic and powerful way, that is what I do. Mm. Right? Gotcha. So, yeah. mm -hmm. And you don't feel any type of like comparison to others. You said you're the one of not many people do um, do what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you don't. Like there's still, you still don't have that competitive drive to, to be the best and to be better than Tony Robbins and these other guys. Um, I certainly plan on sitting down and having a glass of wine as equals with Tony Robbins at some point in my life. Yes. Um, but I don't mm-hmm. need to, but, but notice I'm not saying that I'm better than him at what he does. And yes, his work is there. There are similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he's obviously, you know, he's, he's, further down the road in, in his career, right? So he's in kind of in a different place. Yeah. Um, he is very tall. And he's also very, very tall. I'm very not tall. I'm very small. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe this isn't for you. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> so kidding. I don't mm-hmm. need to compare myself. It's, it's a useless comparison as far as who Tony Robbins is and who I, I am as a person. Okay. Now, do I want, a, mm-hmm. you know, are there some things about him and what he does that I like? Absolutely. So yeah. then I, there, there's ambition, right? There's desire, there's uh, inspiration and, and desire to better yourself. You have that in spades. Don't let that mm-hmm. distort into I'm better than everyone else because that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, uh, that's a brick wall. You can't get past that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it will block your intimacy because there needs to be a sense of equality in order to connect with another human being. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, this has been, yeah, this has been really helpful. Um, definitely a lot, um, a lot for me to think about. I, I do, I do appreciate you taking the time to answer that. And it's made me kind of look, look inwardly, you know, instead of looking outwardly at all the people that, um, I think I'm better than them, yes. right? You know, that's that's usually how I approach things. But I do have to run. I'm about to crush somebody in some uh, some racquetball here in a little bit. Just 
annihilate them. But um, thank you again. Seriously. I really appreciate you, Dominique. Thank mm. you. Take care, hon. Thank you. And on to annihilation. So. <clears throat> So insecurity, the topic of our call today, okay? That was actually a really beautiful example because it took a less common form of insecurity, okay? Uh, Arrogance, just as much insecurity. The fact of the matter is, if a thing is happening and you're letting it wash over you because you're making yourself small, that could be because of insecurity. If you're fighting against it, you're still displaying insecurity, okay? So let me give you an example. Um, your relationship with your mom, right? You you grow up and um, let's say you go, you know, at the beginning, you sort of like acquiesce to everything your mom, well, mom said, and so I'll just go ahead and do it. And, you know, you do everything she says um, and or, or you're fighting against it. God, my mom, you know, you're growing up 30 years later. You're still like, God, mom, you're still, she still owns you, bitch. She still owns you, right? By virtue of, fighting against it by feeling the need to fight against, okay? Um, I'm going to annihilate someone in racquetball, okay? So, so that, that sort of force, okay? You're still being owned, okay? You're still in that place. Okay, another call. Hello, it's the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Hi, I was just calling in about my insecurities. Hi there, who's this? Uh, this is Drew. Hi, Drew. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. What can I help you with today, Sweepy? So I don't really know. Like, I'm not sure. You know, I'm I'm trying to you know find my issues. Um, at the moment, I I've never had a girlfriend. Um, you know, I'm I'm 22 years old. And I went to college and I just, all I did was fuck, you know, Um, that sounds ridiculous, but it's so like, it's hard because I, I could get with all these girls. Right. But not once could I hold one down. It it was really, really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if it was because of my insecurities and if I did that or, or what the issue was, but I was just wondering if you could maybe talk me through um you know why that happened or how maybe i could go about getting a girlfriend and keeping one Mm -hmm. um so what would tend to happen you'd meet someone you guys would go have sex and then what you know we'd be in touch here and there briefly but usually we'd you know go back from the bar or you know, meet up in between classes and, you know, we just do the deed and then that would be that, you know, they wouldn't stay over. Um, we wouldn't hang out, you know, after our classes, we just do the thing and then that would be that. Mm-hmm. And how did you, um, hmm. so how did I what? first, hold on. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, how do you feel about women, Drew? I mean, I, I love them. I have, you know, a mom and sisters and um, I mean, they mean a lot to me, but I think in college, it just happened to be a thing where I'd be attracted 
attracted to a lot of different women. And then, you know, we'd have a friendship thereafter, but I don't know if I didn't feel the urge to date them or maybe they didn't feel the urge to date me. Um, I mean, that's probably not the case, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not really sure. What makes you say that's probably not the case? Did they pursue you? Yeah, I got pursued, you know, a multitude of times, but um, it it was just, I I don't know if I didn't, I, I, I would pursue some back, but then I, I would get, you know, tired of it or not into it anymore after, you know, a few weeks, so. Have you ever met a woman that you really wanted to date? Well, honestly, <laughs> the first woman I really wanted to date became a lesbian. Okay. How long ago was that? Uh, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. I finally was like, wow, this girl's dope. Like, I'm super into this. And, and she's like, you know, I, I, just, <laughs> I just like women more. And I was like, wow, all right. That was, yeah, that was a curveball. I said, you don't want to like be bi or anything? And she was like, no, I, you know, I, I'm just, okay. the clit is it. All right. So. And since then, you haven't met any women that you want to date? Uh, well. Well, you know, it gets worse. <laughs> the last one I wanted to date, well, she moved to Italy. Did you know that she was moving to Italy when you felt attracted to her? No, we were intimate for about six months. Um, had a lot of sex, went to dinners, did a lot of cuddling. And then one day she just decided she wanted to move to Italy. So she sold her apartment, packed up all her things in a backpack, and I haven't heard from her since. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so what insecurities do you think might be causing this? I don't know. Maybe I, I'm, I'm insecure about my manhood or my masculinity. Or Do you feel insecure about those I, things? No, I, I've definitely been in Comland on the side. You've definitely <laughs> you know, been what? Sounds like a third, but I, you know, I don't know. You've definitely been what on the side? Complimented on the size of, of you know my penis. Well, that's not re- really will get you a girlfriend, sugar pie. That's what will get you laid. What? The size of your cock is not going to get you a girlfriend. It's going to get you laid. Maybe. Correct. And, and it has. But I don't think one of my insecurities is the size of my cock. Mm-hmm. Well, that's only one of very many insecurities. And it's not the most common. I mean, it's not the most serious. Okay. Insecurities are inward. How do you feel? Relationship with a woman. I feel like feel... maybe I should look in the mirror. What do you mean by that? Uh, how I feel. I don't know. I feel good. I just, I just right, never had a stop. girlfriend. Stop, stop, stop. Drew, stop. I want you to focus in. I want you to close your eyes. Are you sitting down? Uh, I, hold on. Let me, get, let me get to the couch. <sighs> I want you to sit down. I want you to All take right. a deep breath. Sit down. And I want you to close your eyes. I want you to slow your system uh, down. There's this arrogance coming at me. 
and you're projecting so hard, I can't even feel you, which might, by the way, be a microcosm of the problem and what actually happens. So I want you to slow your system down. I want you to take a slow, deep breath. And now another one. Good. Keep going. Slow, deep breaths. And I want you to visualize. Let your breathing be easy, soft, because forcing is the problem here. Same as our last caller. Okay. You're asking me a question, but you're not giving me time to answer, right? There's a lot sort of coming at. You're projecting out at me while asking me for uh, feedback, which involves you needing you to receive. Okay. So I want you to slow down. Connect with your body a little bit. Maybe we could date. Okay. Nope. That's not where this is going. Slow down. Down into your belly. Visualize your breath coming down into your lower belly and into your hips. Into the nose, out through the mouth. Doesn't matter. Things are just things are pretty clean. Okay, so do you want my help or not? Uh, I was trying to get your help. Okay, good. So then I need you to to receive me a little bit more. Okay, so try not to speak from this place. I want you to just let your system slow because what's happening is. Um, the, the defense that you're in is quite subtle, um, but you're not receiving me. There's no, um, I, I can't feel you connecting me. I need to receive me. you with open arms. So that's a great example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> so. Okay. Let my words come into you a little bit more. Oh, all right. Let yourself be empty. Try not to think about the next thing you're going to say. Try to like just listen with your whole body, like really take me in. There's a little shift. Feel that. Kusa. All right. All right. What? I'm empty. No. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so this is the problem, and I don't know if you're going to quite understand this or not. But I'll go ahead and just lay it out for you straight, and then you'll have it here in the replay if you want to revisit, okay? So <clears throat> the, the noises, right, the little jokes, the sort of, you know, cutesy um, playfulness is keeping you from dropping down into yourself. Why am I using language like that? Dropping down into yourself is what happens when you're authentic. When you're authentic with your real self, you are wildly, wildly attractive. That's why I teach what I teach. Huh. When you're on output, hey, look at me, I'm doing this. Great. That con right then when I made not the last comment I made, but before that, you took that in. Did that feel any different to you? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So on my side of that, of that interaction, that felt more pleasant. I felt like you heard me. 
And that made me want to connect cool. more. Mm-hmm. So when you drop you in. connect on LinkedIn? Okay. So this is not the time for that. Okay. So let's just Sorry. talk about what's going on now. And then we can address that later. So okay. when you're able to drop in and you connected with yourself, there's a little bit more softening now. Great. So then you're able to feel me more. There's actual real human connection, real human communication. And that is, um, that is appealing. People like that. That's a natural human desire, right? And it was impossible before. And I know you're, you know, sort of being playful or, or, or whatever, but it's not getting you the results that you want. So you'd actually be a, a really great candidate for my uh, training program. Um, but what's, what's really important is softening down. Wait, can you email me the training program? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll um, post it here on the, on the Facebook Live, the, um, the way to get through to that. Yeah. Um, well, um, Dominique, I actually have to run. Um, <laughs> I just have food that just got here. Um, okay. but if you post that, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, Great. really helpful to get in touch with myself and, you know, figure out why I can't get a girlfriend and you've been really helpful. Thank you. Absolutely. Do some introspection and, uh, drop into my authentic self. Okay. My pleasure. Take care, take care, hon. You too. I seem to be uh, being shut down by callers today. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I want your help. Okay. Well, I'm leaving now. All right. I'm leaving. Bye. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. All right. My clients ever do that, I would be like, don't get on the call again unless you have enough time that we can actually solve this problem. So what is this showing us? Um, And it, you know, it doesn't matter either way. It's just interesting that it seems to be the the, the theme of the day. so what's what's important here is that shows the level of I'm going to say willingness. I could say commitment, but I'm I'm really going to say willingness because you know the work that I teach this isn't easy. You know, Drew, you just touched being authentic. You started to drop into your body. You allowed a few things that I said actually in, and you know, and then that was enough. Oh, food's here. I got to go. Right? That shows you. Okay. Hello, this is the Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Hey, Dominique, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm okay. Okay. Andrew's a client of mine, by the way, guys. What's up, sweetheart? Um, I'm not going to be able to make the coaching call tomorrow, so I was hoping I could get some stuff out today. Okay. Uh, this is a little bit of a different format, but you know, you can I, ask a question if you want. It kind of falls into insecurity. Okay. Um, well, me and my girlfriend have been kind of talking about certain things, and she was like, she can't be in a relationship for two years and it not go anywhere. But every time an, the word engagement gets brought up, I kind of start shutting down. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to think about it because of what happened with my ex-wife. You don't want to think about what? What is it you don't want to think about? Engagement at all for this for some reason. It's just like it scares me right now. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. You, uh, I remember you uh, joined my program because you were uh, 
unable whatsoever to speak to women or to approach women. And within six weeks of working with me, you got into a relationship. Yes. Yes. But this was only a few weeks ago, right? Uh, about two, three, about two weeks, maybe going on three. Yeah. So let's go ahead and, and, and keep the engagement ring uh, a little further down the road, sugar. Yeah, that's, what, that's one of them, but she keeps bringing it up and I keep trying to shut it, shut down. Okay. And I don't get why. Okay. Well, it's like, so what is I it? try to talk. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's okay. Hang on just a second. Um, your body, what does it say when this topic comes up? Like, what is it a yes or a no? It's a, I feel it's a shut it down as quick as you can. Mm-hmm. So it's a no. Shut okay. the conversation down. Mm-hmm. Which means that's something your system's not ready for, right? If you yes. brighten and open and lighten and you're excited, that's a yes from your system, right? You know this from the coursework. If there's resistance or there's difficulty or there's fear or anything like that, that's a no from your system. So your system's being very clear. You're not ready for that conversation yet. So what I would recommend is that um, you say to her, acknowledge what is, okay? Hey, uh, I know that you keep bringing this up. It seems to be important to you. It's, It's too early for me personally to have this conversation. I'm not ready yet. You know, what is it that you need to, you know, ask her? What is it that you, um, what is it that you need from me around this? Right. How can I, you know, what, what, what do you need? Right. So, so addressing it rather than shutting it down because there's something that she wants to talk about. Um, and your system is saying no. And so we respect that first and foremost, right. And respecting her and what she, her needs are, is a close second. So I would acknowledge it. I would, you know, uh, um, I would say to her, hey, I'm, I'm noticing this coming up a lot. Um, you know, what is, what is your intention in bringing this up with me at this point, right? Because we're two weeks in. Um, and so in that way, you're kind of honoring yourself. You're not, um, you're not doing something that you're uncomfortable with, which is having that conversation. You're having a conversation about the conversation. Does that make sense? Right. How does that feel to you? A lot more calming. It's more of that, I couldn't find a way to address it. I in my in my system because I was, it was I kept going up into my head when I was doing this. Mm. Yeah, it was like just shut, just stop it, just shut it down. I couldn't. The more I tried, I couldn't go back down. It just mm. kept so I kept. I kept the feeling of going up in my head, which now I hate. That's still your and system's safe place, right? If if the feelings get yeah. to be too much, scramble up to the head. It's it's safer there. There's just thoughts there. You don't have to feel anything. Feels a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. So that, mean, that calming of your system is a really is a is a great sign. Um, I would say try that, sweetie. I would say really check in right. and, um, and that way you're honoring her. And also, hey, I'm not comfortable having this conversation yet. I love you. I'm, I'm not ready to do this yet. And see how in that way you're loving both of you. All right. Does that feel okay? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to bring awesome. up? Uh, 
not right now. Just that was one of the things I couldn't quite try to figure out how to talk to her about. That's a tricky one. I was struggling with it. Yeah. Especially with that the more reaction. I tried, the more. Yeah. Yeah. It was just more trying to, like I said, more, I felt like I just needed to shut this conversation down as quick as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the reaction, right? The light up to your head. And that sounds like a really strong reaction. Like you went hard to your head and, you know, didn't, um, you know, couldn't come down. Um, so that, that just means it's a really extreme reaction. So first I would have, well, it doesn't matter which one's first, have that conversation with her. And then also I would dive into your body and see what that reaction is about. Okay. Okay. Use our, use our process from the coursework. Okay. Dive in, see what's there and, uh, and ask it, you know, see what's going on. Um, and that should give you the answer. And then if you want to write in the group, then, um, feel free to do that. Okay. Okay. All right. Great job, Andrew. I'm glad you called in. That was an important one. Thank you, ma'am. My pleasure, sweetheart. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So, um, so important questions all around, really, right? Um, The, you know, insecurity is actually really just another, um, way of, you know, what Andrew was just talking about, that reaction when he was like, I, I went up to my head and I just couldn't come back down. Up and down, meaning you're sort of living in your body, you're present in the moment in your body, or you're up in your head, um, you know, all, um, all you know, all, you're, all, you're all up in your head and you're just in, in your thoughts, right? That's where people tend to be. This is the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. Good afternoon, Dominic. It's Jeremy here. Hello, Jeremy. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing beautifully. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, dealing with a few triggers that have been coming up, uh, both uh, romantically and you know, um, uh, within the family and stuff. But uh, saw this chat going on, and um, uh, just you know, the uh, being able to dive into some of these insecurities on top when it comes to approaching women that I find myself attracted to. Um, I'm pretty fresh right now, so I thought I'd be able to drop in and maybe um, uh, get some fresh perspective on it. Great. Happy to help. Uh, what's going on for you? <clears throat> so um, I get approached by women that uh, that, that I'm not sincerely attracted to, you know, I find them cute and, and fun, but at, a, at that, you know, primal kind of, um, um, uh, heart level, like it just doesn't really line up, you know, um, and a primal and heart <laughs> don't always line up, but, mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to a woman that I'm like, everything about him for me is a hell yes. Then I begin to get more like coy and shy and hesitant to, um, it's hard for me to drop into a place of confidence, Mm. um, because I do some type of sizing up with me and them. And I like, look at all the things that make them as amazing as they are. And I seem to make myself fall short 
and that comparison, which, you know, initially I know is a, a flawed approach from the get go. So it's um, uh, trying to figure out why that is. I, I mean, so I, I have a history of relationships where I was with women that I felt that were, where I was all in in the relationship. And for one reason or another, they, you know, either felt um, uh, overwhelmed with everything I was, you know, bringing into the relationship or, I guess to get really honest, I got a little bit codependent because um, uh, as this recent um, separation went through, um, uh, realizing that um, uh, there was, there's a void within me that I've been, you know, that I've been, I have sought out to have filled by my partner, that lack of love to where I can love them with everything I have, but you know, it's it's only filling the filling the void of the self love that I'm lacking. I guess does that make sense? Mm. So, Jeremy, you sound like you've done a lot of self work. Would you say, at this point in your life, and this point being, I don't know, maybe the last year a few years this sort of roughly this point in your life would you say that you struggle with self-love what was that last part sorry would you say that you struggle with self-love that struggle with self-love is that the question mm-hmm. um well i mean you know th- this last relationship i was in you know six months ago um, uh, and, you know, everything was beautiful and sweet and seemed pretty balanced until some of it, one of, one of my major wounds, that of abandonment, when she decided to take some space, um, I got triggered and then I got hypersensitive to things and then she just kind of backed off and, and ended up walking away. So, um, uh, you know, my struggle with love it's mainly the self-love, like my, my struggle to know, to really recognize and to have a tight grip on what it is I'm bringing to a relationship mm. and to, to know my value within that partnership. That's, I guess, what I'm, you know, try, trying to consistently know and feel my worth yeah. when I'm a, approaching a woman that I, that I, recognize value in, you know, that a, a woman that I recognize as a valuable part, a potential partner. Yeah. Because it's only, it seems like it's only in the comparison with a, a high quality woman, um, a compatible, you know, uh, you know, a, an equal where this comes up or where it comes up more. Yeah. I, I imagine this was much more of an issue in the past, but what I'm sort of feeling into quite, quite strongly, it feels like it's, we're close, but not quite on it because Again, lots of self-work, and I feel a fair amount of security in your, in uh-huh. your voice, in your field, okay, w- without a beautiful yep. woman next to you. So I'm wondering, so take a deep breath for me, and I'm just going to ask you a question. Just feel in and see if it resonates. Is 
is the difficulty in loving yourself or in trusting the other to see your value? It's a little bit of both. Mm. Um, I guess. Well, not I guess. What I what I'm feeling is that. Um. Initially, when I make a connection with a woman that I'm highly attracted to, um pretty good at keeping things stimulating and uh, fun and uh, nurturing and after a while um, uh, I guess I start off giving more than I can really sustain and to at what point does that happen? You know, like, like, At what point do you start overgiving? Pretty, pretty, pretty soon, right off the bat. You know, like I, I just want them to feel, you know, everything that I, everything that I'm feeling for them. Yes. Um, and check in with that because I think that's that's the first thing you've said that made me think insecurity. Because you're yeah. over, you're you're. I'm gonna compensating. Love, mm-hmm, I'm gonna love the shit out of her because. I don't really trust her to stick around if I don't, right? Because if I'm just me, that won't be enough. Exactly. Deep breath into your center of your belly. Can you say that one more time? Mm, Deep breath down into the center of your belly. I'm sorry. I'm I'm having a hard hard time understanding you. It's okay. Um, Am I coming through okay? I want you to take a take a deep breath into your belly, right in the center. Yeah, did you feel yourself leave your body a little bit when I said that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring yourself back. I don't know how you're sitting, but sit back a little bit. Like, come in, like rest, rest in your body a bit more. Let yourself sink and connect with yourself, because there's a there's a, a disconnect. Like you shot forward to like, oh, oh, I, I, let me show you how much I love you. You know, here, here, let me, let me do more. Let me, like you're having to prove your value and there's, there's faulty logic underneath that desire, I think. Let me know if any of this doesn't resonate for you. Um, the fact of the matter is, Jeremy, you are a remarkably, um, a remarkably um, high quality and desirable male. Take a breath. There's a trust. There's a trust that's missing is how it feels to me. You even know that, what I just said, or you've heard it before. That's, that's not an unfamiliar concept. For some people, that's an unfamiliar concept. It's not for you entirely. And yet you don't trust that to be enough. Mm-hmm. Don't trust yourself to be enough, enough for them to stay. 
So from the very first moment that you attract them, which you do, you're already preparing for them to leave and you're fighting against it. So every time you're expecting them to leave and they're going to. Yeah. Yeah, deep breath. Feel into your legs. Ground. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, deep breath. Keep breathing. This piece is integrating, so let it let yourself ground. Let it come through. I got you. Let it come through. Surrender. Yeah. So question I have now is I guess (laughs) keep starting off with that question I have is with all that I am able to offer emotionally um, physically creatively you know, in all in all the realms I'm able to that I, that I bring, you know, these qualities into relationship. Um, <laughs> I t- I focus on the things that I lack, which is financial stability. You know, I don't have much at all in savings, and uh, you know, and I know women want. Security in their partner. Careful there. You know, being being my age, you know, mid late thirties, and um, or, and I want to create that for myself. And at the same time, I still find myself living day to day, check to check. And um, so it's another big piece of my work. But letting I I give that way more clout in. The whole measuring up. Yeah. Well, that's for a couple different reasons. Uh, and there's th- this issue for you, it feels to me, exists on multiple levels. Uh, I'm guessing this has been an issue for you for a while, or may- maybe never not been an issue for you. <clears throat> um, one is be aware of projecting what women want. You're highly, mm-hmm. you're highly aware, but even those subtleties come in. I know women want... Mm, by that logic, you know, n- no men who you know, aren't rich would be in happy relationships, right? Um, The reason you're staying in that place, though, I think is twofold. One is that um, you're more comfortable there, PP. Your system gravitates back toward uh, lack and not enoughness because of this underlying belief of not enough. I think this is the same issue as with the uh, comparison the putting her on a pedestal and falling short issue. Uh-huh. Okay. So the, their root is the same. Um, your system is more comfortable there. Okay. You're more comfortable feeling uh, inadequate than feeling adequate and powerful. Seems so oxymoronic. Sorry. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Especially because, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're really quite competent. You know, I mean, some people are just, you know, they, they don't have competence, a whole lot of competence, and they sort of struggle or whatever. You're not one of those people. 
right? And yet here are these sort of sub subtle forms in which we sabotage ourselves, okay? So partially it's your system's more comfortable, you're gravitating back there. Partially, um, there's momentum and habit, right? You've been there for a long time. Yep. It's kind of what you know. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, and there's also a really genuine desire in you to be somewhere else. Do you have um, issues around money? Do you like money? You know, I, I love money. I, you know, and when I when I make it, Jeremy, you know, I have, Jeremy, Jeremy yeah. hang on for just a second. Um, sure. So this uh, this show we broadcast live, and we also are uh, you know the Art of Attraction uh, podcast, which you can download and subscribe. Um, we have reached our uh, our hour limit where we need to uh, we need to leave our live audience. Thank you so much. But if you would like to join us um, or subscribe and download um, on any major podcast player, then please join us. Uh, there and um, we will continue on our conversation for a few moments. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Appreciate it. Okay, Jeremy, uh, carry on. Sorry for the interrupt. <laughs> had to get uh, the the live so, is only off on for a little while, so I had to turn that off. Um, carry on, Victoria. What you were saying? Yeah. So you know, um, uh, right now I'm, I'm making more money than I really um, uh, ever have. And so I'm finally getting closer to the point where I can start to save money. And, uh, you know, I, I love having money and I'm really good at spending money. <laughs> How do you feel about and, money? Do you like it or do you not like it? Well, it, it, it's a, it's a, if you um, had to pick uh, one, which one? Yeah. Would you I mean, lean? like, what's that? If you had to pick one, yes or no, which way would you lean? Honestly. If I had to pick one, whether I like it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like money. Okay. Good. I ask uh, because a lot of people in that, you know, sort of highly self-aware people, most unfortunately, um, tend to have a lot of beliefs and energy around money, what it makes us, what they think it makes us into or what it, you know, uh, you know, how it's spent in the world, what it's going to do to you if you make it. And essentially they fight against it a whole lot. Um, and right, whether or not I would be corrupted by money, yeah. Yes, that's bullshit. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, but in case there's a piece in you that still believes that to be true, uh, know for a fact that money just magnifies what's already there. It doesn't make you into a good person or a bad person. It doesn't make you anything, right? Uh, people, right. It's, it's a platform, it's a thing, right? People are like Tinders for, Tinders for hookups. Tinder's a platform. Technology is evil. Technology is a platform. We use it. How we use it makes it a great thing, according to humans, or a bad thing, according to humans. I say according to humans because great and bad don't really have any meaning outside of our subjective mindsets. Um, but um, but but it, it it can be, and especially in you know the hands of someone like you, it can be an incredible, incredibly powerful tool. Um, for, yes. for good in the world, right? So I would check for that too. I would look into your, I would maybe if you, if you are, a, if you're a meditator, I would drop that in. What is my relationship with money? What, what is true for me about money? And let the answer come. Don't go out looking for it with your mind because that's going to tell you what you already know. You already know what your mind thinks about money, right? Drop into your body and see what occurs to you. Let the answer surprise you. 
what's true about money after you, you know, do you know, some, some deep breathing and really get to a place of, of stillness and presence. Let the answer occur to you and, and see what it says. And that might get you some really good insight on, uh, on your relationship with it and why it's, it's being held away from you. There's, there's, no, there's nothing that's keeping you from, you know, making lots of money except, you know, some, some mindset shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's not just theory. That's, that's actual. No, I believe that. Mm. Just a matter of just a matter of changing my practice. Mm. Does that help? Mm-hmm. It helped a lot. Mm. And I appreciate, as always, your uh, you know the um, uh, the compassionate challenge on on the perspective. You know the way the way you flip things in a in a very in a very um, gentle way and uh yeah yeah thank you for doing the work you do Mm. and thank you i felt very good yeah um you know and you know i'm i would like to um get uh, i want to um look into you know these uh these workshops that you're offering and um uh, you know and, and be able to support you and 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 be supported in the work you do mm. um because i think we've, we've had this conversation before where like i've sought out other you know coaches and stuff and um uh, helpful but didn't solve the problem tra- right well, that, mm-hmm. they they charge these exorbitant amounts of money, and they're like, "Oh, well, if you really want to change, then you you know it's an investment towards your life." And I'm just like, "Yeah, well, that's just an unrealistic number for me." And the average, the yeah. average dude who's struggling with you know all these common things. Yeah. So, so be um, aware. Be aware. It's coming up there again. Uh huh. Oh, that's unrealistic. Not just for me, but for <laughs> whoa. Hold up. It's quite realistic. Uh huh. The question is, and, and, and also, of course, finding, finding the right coach, which obviously is me. Um, right. <laughs> what most people tend to do is they invest in something like a coaching program and it's like helpful or they learn some really interesting information and some of it they implement, but it doesn't like solve the problem. The difference when you work with me is I keep working with you until the problem is solved. And as you mm. see, my work is very, very direct. So my sort of agenda, if there were to be one, um, would be to help you solve it quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we can definitely have that conversation. I'm, I'll be doing uh, live events um, coming up, which, was, uh, which will be very exciting. That'll be coming out uh, on uh, Facebook and on my website soon. Um, and then my ongoing coaching, which is incredibly powerful. Um, I have lots of testimonials on my Facebook um, page and things like that. And, you know, it's, it, it works. It fucking works. And if it stops working, I do something else. Um, and so the, you know, it's, it's really about sort of solving the problem. And, you know, if that's worth it to you, there is an investment, not just financially, time, focus, energy, mm-hmm. courage, willingness to look at yourself. You know, I pointed out some things here. You didn't resist. You were like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yep. Okay. Right. There's willingness there. That's what our other callers this evening, a couple of our other callers lacked a little bit. They want the information. They want the answer. 
but there was a little bit of a lack of willingness. There was a hardness or resistance to the answer that they were actually asking uh-huh. for, right? Not, one's not better than the other. It will yield different results, um, but there's a judgment on that. It's just, this is interesting. And so here I am, you know, I sort of pointed out. But um, yeah, so there's, uh, you know, feel free to, to head to my, my Facebook page or my website for information about all of that. And um, I really appreciate you calling in today. Thanks so much. Mm, thank, thank you for, for making it available and making yourself available mm. for all of us men. And because <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we happy. certainly fucking need it. <laughs> yeah, well, ladies yeah. do too, but I'm, I'm into the helping the gentlemen. So that's my thing. Um, Mm -hmm. good. I'm glad that was helpful for you. I'll speak with you soon. Absolutely. Mm. All right, darling. Have a, have a beautiful evening and uh, I'll be in touch soon. All right. Great. Take care, hon. Okay. Bye-bye. You guys, beautiful, beautiful call today. Thank you so much, everyone for coming in and, uh, and, and, and asking questions and being vulnerable and, um, being open and being willing. This, people, is how change happens. It's not comfortable. Even Jeremy, who's clearly been in that space, you know, a number of times, he's, uh, you know, he's self-aware. It's still difficult. You know, there is difficulty. That's okay. Life can be difficult. That's not something to fight against. The, the fighting against it is human suffering, right? That is what um, that's what hurts. That hurts like three times more. It makes life so much worse. So seeing that, oh man, I, I can see how I'm not quite in my body or yeah, I, I guess I am projecting a little bit. Not that you need to say that I'm right. It's not about that. It's if it resonates, can you be honest with yourself and really, you know, okay, well, maybe I'm not the best in the world in everything. In that case, who am I? That's the question we ask. Thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. It has been an absolute honor helping you. Uh, My name is Domini Drew. This is The Art of Attraction. Uh, Please feel free to download and subscribe. Um, I'm coming with you every week. And, um, you know, if you're really interested in in creating change and, uh, um, and getting real actual results in your life in a short period of time, then, you know, visit my Facebook page and uh, my website, dominiedrew.com. And uh, you can reach out to me there. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.